matches. What do you think of the quality so far of the Saudi League? We are much, we are much better. In my opinion, this, the Saudi League is getting better. Next year will be even better. Step by step, I think this league will be the top five leagues in the world. But they need time, they need players, they need infrastructures. But I believe that this country has amazing potential. They have amazing people. And the league will be great, in my opinion. Wow. Berg, what's up, my guy? How are you? I am well, man. I am well. That's a colorful statement uh, by my guy, CO7. That's pretty... Very optimistic. That is that very optimistic. But I, I can't say um I can say I disagree. You know what I'm saying? Like I can't say I disagree with all that money that they have. You know, you can pour enough money into it, bring star people, and start slowly changing the culture. I don't disagree. I don't think is I think it's gonna be like a more than like a ten year project. I would say it's not. It's not gonna happen like <laughs> like within the next two years. I think it's a long. It, I think it's a long game. So, a minimum 10-year project to me. Hmm. If yeah, you want to no. get into like top five leagues in the world, I think it's a 10-year project because you got to get the young guys involved. And I think this is what they're doing in there. But before that, I mean, let's just uh, how you doing, man? Before we get into it, how you doing? <laughs> doing? Doing good, man. Welcome, y'all, to another episode of the Soccer Fitness Experience. Uh, of course, it's me, your co-host, Andy, with my main man, Berg. Um, today we got a special episode, as you heard from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, t- today is the end of the European transfer window. The Saudi transfer window does not close for another two weeks. So maybe we'll have even more news on this front pretty soon. Uh, but today we're just going to talk about the Saudi league and you know all these players going over there, um, all these managers going over there, all these staff members going over there. Um, and we're going to talk about, you know, from, from our perspective, what we've seen, what we're heard, and maybe what's going to come in the future. Um, but, Wait, yeah, did no. you say the, the, the coaches are going over there, too? Oh, yeah, yeah. Steve oh, I thought Gerard's it was just the players. I didn't know the coaches Hell were going no. over there. Nuh-uh, nuh-uh. It's, uh, it's everybody. It's, hey, listen, would you go? Um, for an opportunity to change my life? Yeah. Tax-free? Yeah. Hell yeah, I'll go. Okay, well, so. I'll turn Muslim if I have to. For for <laughs> for that, I'm, if I know I'm gonna be, because that's what they're doing right now. Like they they changing lives for the for these players. Well, I'm the 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 amount of money is just insane. I had to look though, because I was like, there ain't no way everybody's getting that kind of money. Like, what's the average salary? Because mm. that's what I saw. The average salary, from what I read, I don't know if the source is correct. But it seems like the average salary for those players like is like between thirty to forty um U- uh, K a year, like US dollars. That's really? what I read. I don't know if that's a good source, but I was like, huh? Like that's a big disparity uh, uh discrepancy between like the disparity in wages from the top players, the top European players that they're trying to bring and the players that already live there. It's a little bit too wide. That's gonna cause some issue. Um could cause some issue in the locker room, I think. Um, but I don't know if that's a reputable source. That's what I read. I was like, huh, that's like a big discrepancy. But if 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 the goal is really to because obviously I think it's bigger than football. I don't think oh, they're doing yeah. it because of I think it's more of a cultural thing. They're trying to put Saudi on a map. They want to diversify their portfolio. They don't want to be just oil uh, tycoon anymore. Um they want to diversify and one of the way to do that. Why not? They want to be, it's not just that, cause you only know Saudi for like oil. 
you don't know them for anything else, right? So how do you bring up a country? Right? You need to change the economy. You need to diversify your economy. You need to change your culture. And what better way to um, show your culture is by bringing in like, like other like if if top basically it's just like the influencer model. Hey, let mm-hmm. me let me throw yeah. some money at the influencer, like influencer talking about my product, and then people buy my product. That's how I see it. That's what they do. Yeah. They say they let's bring in all these star players, give them a bit of money, bring in more viewership, um, uh, bring in more talk about the Saudi league. Which is what they're doing because we're talking about it right now. <laughs> we'll talk about the Saudi League and then let's see how, let's keep doing money at it and see how it goes. And we have no shortage of money. That's a yeah. great No shortage of money. Man. So that is the, crazy. Cra- the craziest thing is if you look at the Saudi League, um, the top four clubs in the Saudi League, they are owned by the PIF, the Public Investment Fund of Saudi Arabia, which is essentially Saudi Arabia's Federal Reserve. That, that's yeah. where, you know, it's, it's, you know, the money source, the bank of the hmm. entire country. Um, it's, it's also an investment portfolio. And like you said, the, the whole, well, the reasoning that has been presented to the public by the PIF is that the amount of revenue that's generated by Saudi Arabia every year, 80, I believe it's like 70 to 80% of it is through oil. Yeah. <laughs> and there have been times in the past where if the oil market is not doing what it's supposed to do, then the revenue that's brought in by Saudi Arabia, it's, it's drastically changed. And um, they, they want to, like you said, diversify that because they want to have multiple sources of, of revenue, multiple sources of income. And, when you look at it like that, it's like, oh, that makes sense. Um, where I start to have a question is why use sport as your primary vehicle? Because if you look at the amount culture. of sports teams, it's culture. culture. But but what what kind of – there are very few top-level teams that consistently win every year and generate a profit. Mm-hmm. There's, there's very few. The profit margin in sport is, is very small. Uh, it, it takes really? you know a business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most teams are Barcelona's. Bro- every team in yeah, Italy Barcelona is broke. broke. Uh-huh. Every team in Spain is broke. Uh, England's doing well because they have TV money. Um, yeah, mo- most teams financially. It, it takes a business first mindset like the NFL, like the NBA, to really, really maintain and produce profits consistently year after year. But you look at the Saudi model mm-hmm. of Neymar, Benzema, Cristiano, Mane, Mares, Conte. Is the revenue that's being generated enough to sustain this league and to really help its country? Because right now, I I don't I don't see it. No, maybe you're there's pres- more. This, but... That's why I said it's like a like a ten year project. And how long are you gonna keep throwing money at it until? Uh, you break even and then until you start seeing like different signs that, hey, like we're changing, we're getting put on the map. People are talking about us in this way. They're not talking about us as dictatorship or your tycoon anymore. It's like, hey, this is a place where great soccer players go. It's just it's literally slowly starting to uh, it's it's a rebrand. It's, it's, it's a slow rebrand that they're doing. And <laughs> you know how it is, how long it takes to build a brand. It takes a long time. And if I'm. Will that be successful? I don't know. It's time will tell. But I will say this: like 
they have enough money to tow at it. Oh yeah. They oh, have yeah. enough money to keep doing at it until until they see something. Right? And these people are, are business minded people. So <laughs> so um I don't doubt that uh they'll have some level of success. But when you think about it, man, the, the the amount of money they're throwing at people is is insane, bro. It's like but the biggest thing is not if it's just like two Ronaldo got two hundred and twenty mil. Benzema got about what like you know, it's like close just to about half like just like, was it more than half? Well, it was I know it was, I think it's close like, to what Cristiano is. Close getting. to two hundred. Neymar got like three hundred just like two hundred mil. It's it's insane, bro. And tax free too. You there's, there's no taxes. So I, I mean, it's like it, it's just an offer that is just too irresistible. You tell me that, hey, I'm towards the, the later stage of my career, right? I'm not, I want everything. I want a lot. I'm not really necessarily like trying to compete on that level anymore because it's, it's the injury, the, the amount of load um, on your body is insane in European soccer. You tell me I can come here, you know, playing like a, semi-competitive i don't know how competitive it is but I, let's say it's like semi-competitive leave and you're offering me a lot of money that i would never get in europe like conte will conte get that conte is good but he's not he ain't getting that he ain't getting 100 mil from and certainly from, not from, at this age and not at this age too and for for two years it's not even <laughs> five-year contract like yeah. Ronaldo got this i think his deal was two and a half years or three years two years two to three years mm. that's that's like a, it's a flash, bro. It's like you, yeah. you blink your eyes, that three years gone, mm-hmm. right? It's it's an irresistible offer. Now the the thing I'm wondering, like, how is that? Because if they they have money to tow at this and keep this model going, now how is that going to impact Europe, right? Because my brother sent me this thing where like all the journalists, uh, soccer journalists were were up in rage because he has this 21 year old prospect at Napoli. Barcelona, Liverpool, and a bunch of other top club were eyeing at, and then he chose to go to Saudi. Mm. Now, this is where the this is what I'm talking about. This is where the the, the behavior start to change, because if tax free money and big names are going there, and I know that I love soccer, but I'm not. I love soccer and I have decent talent, but I do not want to be, I'm not really motivated by status like that. Cause some of those stop, Hey, you go to Europe, you know why you're going to Europe. Yeah. You're going to Europe primarily for, I would I don't know, but I don't know what these players are motivated by is money and status. Right. So you want to play for Barcelona. You want to play for this top club because that, that, Increase your brand awareness. That increase the amount of eyeballs on, on, on you. That increase your reputation, uh, your status, right? Everyone who plays for the, those those big clubs, you know, they you can't say there's there's not a, a status thing because it's literally about your career as a professional. Or you play for Barcelona, you play for Real Madrid, like that's big. Yeah, was, that's 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 big status, right? But is everyone motivated by that status, by, by, by status like this? To some degree, yeah, but at what cost? Do I want to play this many games a year? Do I want to be in the scrutiny of the media all the time, get some mental health issue? Or I can just continue to play the game I love, go to Saudi, get a lot of money? 
And then, yeah. And then yeah. that. Now, obviously, they're not giving everybody that kind of money, but it's still attractive nonetheless to, oh, like, yeah. a, to like a young player who don't really know much. Like, so shoot, I, you tell me I can go there, play the game I love and get all this money and not worry about the media scrutiny. Hell yeah, I'm going to take that. I think that's a behavioral change that we might start to see more of um, in the near future. And that's going to pose a threat in, well, I won't say threat, but it, it could be perceived as, is it a threat? What's the word that I'm looking for? It's a competition. Like, you know, Europe don't really have to compete for these players because they know these players want to come to Europe. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, they don't want to play in the MLS. They don't want to stay in Brazil and play in a Brazilian league, Argentinian league, Uruguayan league. They don't want to. They want to come to Europe because that's where the glory is at. That's where the money is at. But now you tell me there's another country that can give you the same amount of money, but we don't really about the, eh, not worry about the glory as much. Right. So you just get the money and play the game you love. Mm. If I'm motivated by my love for the game and just the money, I'm, I'm going there. It's it's tricky because it's also about why do you play, right? Is like you say, you want the money, you want the fame. Well, if you want the fame, if you, you want, want the status, fame. if you want the fame and status, you Europe, go to Europe. You know, and you look at some of these players and, and their backgrounds and what they do with their money, what they actually do with their money. You know, someone like Kanse or, or Mane, mm-hmm. they give so much away to chat. Mm-hmm. Like I'm pretty sure Mane builds hospitals and communities. He probably right? did. So why would he stay? He won everything. What's the he motivation? He won everything. Why not make as much money as possible and help your community if that's what you choose to do with your money? Yeah. You know? And that that's the part that, that drives me crazy. Of like Some of these, these EPL people, they, uh, they're like, oh, these players are ruining the game. They're ruining the sport. They're ruining their career. None of that is yours. Coming. Like, what are you talking about? You know, like it's <laughs> yeah, I'm saying, it, the the like, why they ruin how they ruin their career, how they ruin the sport. Yeah, because they're not in front. You know, they're not in Anfield. They're not at the Emirates playing for you. They play for you yeah, now. Like, what, yeah. what are you talking about? That's what I mean. That's what um somebody said this um, but it was basketball, right? Somebody said it in basketball. They said these um, they said these um. These league, they think they own basketball. He said, like, the NBA thinks they own basketball. The NBA is an organization. They think they own basketball. They they think they own the sport. Well, so as soon as you got another, like, basketball league, like the, the like, like, like the three ball, what do they call it? The big threes. The big three, yeah. The big threes. It's like a three-on-three thing. Mm-hmm. And then they, they don't like it. They don't like their players go and play there because to them, they think basketball is supposed to be just the way it is. But you see, you go in a park, you see people play three on three on half court, five on five on half court. Like who says basketball needs to be played this way specifically? Maybe yeah. there's different ways to play basketball. Mm-hmm. Right? Are they seeing it the same way? Like is uh, e- 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 EPL... La Liga are seeing, are they seeing like futsal as a threat? No, they're that. No. no, if anything, it benefits, benefits them. But I don't know if it's going to be the same facade because you have to compete now for, if, if this is a projection and players start to go over there, then you're going to have to compete for talent because, you know, they, these leagues are always looking for talent. All the talents goes there. Now, if all the talents now are going somewhere else, oof, 
Is it going to mm. be the same level? Are people going to watch the same? The same? Yeah. Are people going to be, I would say, inspired? Um, do, do they want to keep watching the game? Because certain teams, like, I'm not watching. There's no star players. I am watching that. I'm not from that community. Like, the only reason I would watch, like, a team like Norwich, for example, is just if they're playing against Liverpool or like mm-hmm. a, my team. Yeah. But other than that, if I'm not from the community supporting that team, I ain't watching it. Now you're telling me that all star players, like the star players now, they're not it's just divided. Like they could be in Saudi, they could be somewhere else. They're not always in the in, in Europe. Then the money's gonna go down. Cause hey, why am I watching? Now you, you only get the you get the true fans to watch. Yeah, but that's true. The 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 people who are watching just for the star players. They ain't going there anymore. You know, you should know that the masses watch the game. A lot of people watch the game because of their star players. That's true. That's like, true. Messi's not playing. How much money are you going to lose? Yeah, Messi's and, not playing for 10 games. I ain't showing up. Why? <laughs> I just want to watch Messi play. But the thing about it is a lot of, a lot of these Euro snobs, I guess we can call them, um, Again, like you said, they think that like soccer football belongs to England and England first, England always, England is the best. England, well, we, England, we, England. We've, we've seen that, you know, yeah, football might have originated there, but you're not the best at it. Yeah. All yeah. the star players, a lot of star players are coming from Brazil. A lot of star players are coming from Spain. You know, like, like the people that are winning Europe, it's not always England. No. Yeah. And I mean, to be fair, the last six, seven years, England has been completely dominant. It's there's no question about that. You look at the years before that, it was La Liga. You look at the years before that, La Serie A, had like a ten year run, bro. Yeah. In the nineties, it was all Serie A, bro. Serie A mm-hmm. was just that's all what people watch, and that they were winning too. They were winning the Champions League, so you can't say. And you recruiting players, you recruiting a lot of Brazilian, a lot of South Americans. Let's just show you. Yeah, you might have invented the sport, but you <laughs> you didn't perfected it. There are other people who did. And if if you know personally people from that part of the world, the Arab world, or if you've been there, like I, I was there for a few days in in April, you'll know that in that area of the world, people love football. They love they football. Love football. It's not like America where, you know, it's <clears throat> no nah, football, man. Like yeah, they love it. it. And people are willing to spend money on it. And of course, like you said, the people that are running these these new clubs and the PIF, they, they are business first, but they're crazy fans, too. They are crazy. Yeah. Fa- like the that's type a big of owners difference. that it's yeah, like, let's just big spend. Yeah. yeah, there's a big difference. There's a reason why, like the guy got Newcastle and just like, Hey, here's some money. Go get some players. Like, yeah. And that's a, you know, it takes a, you know, these owners, if these owners are fans, I love it. That's why I like the Liverpool yeah. owner. Cause you'll be there watching the game. I was like, what is that? The owner of the Red Sox is over there watching the PEPL <laughs> game. Like he probably loved the game, probably developed some passion for the game. Mm. Like it's a, it's a different thing when, 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 when the owner loved the game, it's like a, there's a good synergy between the coaching staff and the owner because they're they trying to win. They're not sure. They're not just trying to get money. Yeah. Because money is yeah. not as much of a priority anymore because they have money. Yeah. Like they just want to see the team succeed because now it's a status thing to them. Like, I own this club, but we're winning, bro. We ain't just, yeah. we're winning. 
Yeah, because my other buddy's an owner and I want to beat him. It's, yeah. it's like fantasy, except. Yeah, that's crazy. He's like, yo, my, my brother, my cousin's over there. He owns like this team. We're trying to, we're trying to be like top five. Yeah. Bragging right. That's crazy. Yo, that's crazy. When you have this much of money, you're like, you competing with your cousin, which club? Hey, my, 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 my EPL team is going to be like top 10 this year. Hey, we before we go to a cookout, like we gotta win, <laughs> so that I can I can I can brag in front of my cousin who owns this other team. That's crazy. Hmm. Let's let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we're gonna talk about a few more things that I, I think this might have a pretty big impact on. So don't go anywhere. This episode is brought to you by Team Builder. If you're a physical therapist, fitness coach, or personal trainer, you need to know that Team Builder is the number one app for exercise prescription. Whether you're working with a few clients one-on-one as a side hustle, or you're working with hundreds of athletes in an academy setting, there's no better app to prescribe exercises for remote or in-person training than Team Builder. As someone who's used Team Builder for over two years, I can wholeheartedly say it saves me time and helps my clients perform at their best. As a bonus, Team Builder is offering a 12-week soccer strength and conditioning program that comes with your 14-day free trial. This program focuses on increasing strength, power, and speed, all while reducing risk of injury. Head over to teambuilder.com and sign up with the code SFE to get started. VTrue is a reliable, affordable, and easy-to-use velocity-based training system that allows sports medicine staff to monitor and evaluate an athlete's performance in the gym. There are so many scientific papers supporting velocity-based training, showing how athletes can get stronger, more powerful, and reduce their injury risk. Most of all, it's one of the best ways to maximize athlete intent during a fitness or rehab session. Check out the link in the description to learn more about VTruve today. All right, we are back on the soccer fitness experience. Um, it's not just players going over to it's managers, it's staff, uh, it's med- medical teams, you know, um, actually, uh, past guest on this episode, um, Dr. Jorge, mm-hmm. remember Jorge? Yeah. Uh, or Juanjo, my bad, Juanjo. Um, he was the former doctor for Sevilla and him and his entire medical team, I believe, went to Al-Hilal. The entire staff went there. He, he, he took care. And think of it this way. You're a PT. You know, you've been working in elite sport in Sevilla, good mm-hmm. club, good resources. Imagine saying, hey, I will move your entire family to Saudi Arabia for three to four years. We will build a clinic for you. Any toy you want, we will get. Any facility need you want, we'll have. You say it, we get it. And we'll give That's you more a money. That's and a we'll dream. That's a dream. we'll give you more money. And we'll give you a lot more money, you know? Why not? Why wouldn't you? The only asterisk on that is, will this guy be willing to try to leave their family behind and go to Saudi? Uh, that's the thing. Take the family with you. Take the family with you. Oh, man. We'll build a school. Put them in a school. Oh, man. I can't wait to see how the next 10 years are. Because that's a big project. What they talk, the under This undertaking is a big thing. You know, it's not a small because y'all think because people are thinking it's just it's not foot just football. It's like it's a whole rebrand of a country, yeah. A rebrand of 
how you perceive Saudi Arabia to be. Because who was talking about Saudi Arabia before then? Before that World Cup and before that Ronaldo starting, Saudi, we weren't talking about Saudi when it comes to soccer. No, we oh, didn't even yeah. know they had a league. Man. Yeah. And until we saw them in the World Cup, they had the bid for the World Cup. And we saw that team. Granted, they didn't really like perform well. But just, just put, they just got put on the map. And now we're repeatedly talking about them because... Hey, they signing big players. I'm I am very shocked that Neymar went there. I'm very yeah. shocked. I thought yeah. he was going to come to England. Um, yeah, that that's a good question. I but at the same time, the money was better, less pressure. You can do whatever you want, really. Probably with the national team. Oh yeah, yeah, man. That's England, crazy. they're going to break his ankles in England, man. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, that is that. Yeah, he he, he probably <laughs> thought about that. This yeah, Andrew yeah. Paul, man. Talk about a man. I thought his career was gonna go like. I mean, he had a good, he had a good career. I ain't gonna he lie. Had great, he, he had a great, had a great career. But I was the only. I expected like, like Ronaldo, Messi type of, mm-hmm. um, not status because he's on there too. But I'm talking about like, in terms of like, you know the, like gods of football. Mm-hmm. I mean, you I think mean, about gods of football. I don't think Neymar is like he's good. Gods of football like Messi, Ronaldo, Pele, Ronaldo number nine. Uh, it's like Rivaldo, um, Raul. Like gods of football. Like people like you. Everybody knows their name, and because they've done so much for the game. Like I know we know Neymar, but I feel like there's so much more that he could possibly get but it, i don't know maybe um mentally like, he, he's done with all the media scrutiny and stuff like that i feel like people they they underrate him a little bit the only person in brazil who has more goals than him for the national team is pele hmm. like he's won what 10 league titles i think i think um the the behavior or the media kind of like um, distract us from all the all the things that he's won and all the things that he's done for the game. Yeah, yeah. Um, that we don't really see that much. Uh, but I expect him to have at least one Ballon d'Or, man. Karim Benzema got a Ballon d'Or before beforehand. Yeah, so. that's well deserved Ballon d'Or too for Karim Benzema. But I thought Neymar will actually get one because he can get one. He's that he has. Yeah, he, he's at that level where he can actually get one. If Messi didn't exist, he'd have one. I mean, he was close. He was second. Yeah, yeah. No, he was second or third. I think it was Messi, Ronaldo, yeah, Messi, Ronaldo, and him that year. That year when they won the treble. Now, picture this because this is another thing that that's trying to be rebranded right now um, through FIFA. Because I mean, when it comes to things like this, you have to look at it through a financial perspective. That's the way these big corporations work. Um, FIFA want to increase their revenue and their first idea of that was okay world cup is every four years let's do it every two or three that got shot down no now we're seeing more of a, of a yeah it was that quickly too come on man that thing's been done like for for ages it's been done like every four years let's do a big tournament yeah um now now they're looking at you know and they are in the process of it of a revamped club world cup 
where I, I think that has a, a actually a ton of potential. I mean, um, they already have a club World Cup. They they paused it, I think. For, but it's, oh no, I don't they, think it's popular they, though. People don't know yeah, about it. That's my. It's the, not the, popular. Like it, the uh, average guy in America who don't know about soccer but knows about the World Cup, but people don't know about the club World Cup. That's a different thing. Yeah, like even even we're unsure of like, wait, did it happen this year? Like, yeah, you know, but um, it has potential no. for sure. Because and now with Saudi, now with MLS, <laughs> you know, uh, imagine a club World Cup. You have. Because that'll oh, be the God, true World Cup, I think. I think yeah. that'll be the true World Cup. Club it, it World Cup. Hey, yeah, we, hey, listen, you say you're the best club in the world, prove yourself. We you just yeah. can't compete with you. Because you know what happened when uh, they competed. In, didn't um, one club in Brazil won that whole club tournament? They they won it once. I, be, I yeah. think it might have been Santos or Flamengo. Yeah, they, it was they've Santos. won it once. Yeah. Um, but imagine, you know, Santos, Boca, River, Club America. Miami, Miami, LAFC, there's a lot. Uh, you know, City, Madrid, Bayern. Now you throw in Al Nasser, Al Hilal, uh, maybe a club or two from Africa. Mm-hmm. That's a, you got my attention. No, you got, because you know why? Because all these teams got, um, the, all these teams got a big fan base. No matter how small the team is, like they have big fan base. Mm hmm. Now, you might not necessarily go for a World Cup because you're like, man, who is this player? Like, oh, he's Brazilian, he's Uruguayan, okay. But when you say club World Cup, now it's like, oh, like, all the, it's like, it's a tournament for soccer people. Yeah. Now, the, yeah. World Cup is, the World Cup is, the World Cup is, it's more like international, you know? It's not yeah. just, just soccer people are going to watch it. Like, everyone else is going to get on board because of the, the history of the World Cup and what it represents. So your average fan, uh, you know, like might watch a few games. But if you say Club World Cup, now you're getting the whole f- only fans. This is the only fans kind of thing. Like you can get a lot of people behind that because I'll, I'll, I'll watch. Yeah. Yeah. It's you, how could you not? I'll watch. You can't, you can't if not anything, watch. I think no. that's, if anything, I think that's a better thing. I think for um, I think that's a better thing for you. I would say for the world in general, because you know you're going a, a Brazil's playing against Croatia. That seems a little like it's like a divisive. It's like yeah, country yeah. versus country. Who is better? Yeah. yeah. But if you say which club is better, that's a different thing. Mm-hmm. Because when you say let's compete to see which club is better, now we're not just talking about players you're talking about a whole organization players organization medical staff which team rep which club represent the best for the sports in mm-hmm. terms of not just economy but the whole thing in general but when you say i brazil against i don't know some other team like yeah we just know these players but we know they ain't training with Brazil like that. It's not like Brazil produced these guys and make them. They might have started in Brazil, but they got their development overseas. So it's not really Brazil competing. You know what I'm saying? It's not really yeah. Brazil competing. Yeah. You know, you didn't. You had a small hand. You had okay. Let's say I'd say small. You got some hand in that in that player's development, but you didn't see it through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But where yeah, these yeah. players are competing, where these players are developing, where these players are getting their mindset, it's really overseas and competing against the best of the best, right? Mm-hmm. So why not have a club World Cup where it's like, hey, listen, this is like 
this is what we this is the essence of our soccer. Because every club plays differently. This is the Brazil. Brazil might play differently because I don't know they got different players. But you know this club plays this way. This is how mm-hmm. Liverpool play. They fast pace. They're gonna do counter attack. That's their breed of football. Let's put that against a club like you know like Pep uh, Manchester City Guardiola, where you know it's tiki taka a little bit. Like let's put that to the test. Let's put that against the best of the best against the world, not just Europe. I yeah. think there's more potential to it. And I think that that will present the brand of the sport better than a World Cup, in my opinion. And there's, there's no, no reason there's no reason why, especially because I mean, the the first edition of this new tournament is gonna be held in the United States in twenty twenty five. Um and we already know how these friendlies sell out stadiums in the United States. You know, you look at, I believe it was Hell yeah, bro. Madrid was playing uh, United in Michigan, in Michigan. And I think it was 110,000 uh, people playing at the Rose Bowl out in L.A., almost 100,000 there. Mm. Um, Arsenal sold out the MetLife. That's 80,000. They're playing in Miami. And you look at the prices of these tickets. For a friendly, insane. For a friendly, insane. And they're running it up, and then you look at wow. So imagine if it was an actual competitive fixture. But no, you know, yeah, we. There's no reason why the revenue from this tournament cannot equal that of the Champions League, if not more. If not more. If not more. Everybody has their interests aligned here. I just feel kind of bad for the players who are probably going to play like. 70, 80, 90 matches a year, it seems like at this point. But, you know, it, it kind of is what it is. Maybe something that he can do like every, I don't know. Ah, there's too many matches, I, too many matches. I, I would like every four with World Cup. there, So that way there's World Cup every two years, you know. Um, I don't know. Maybe that, that would incentivize uh, players to, you know, stay at clubs for longer. It's like, oh, we have the Club World Cup next year. Maybe I'll stay an extra year. I don't know, but it's, it's interesting. A it's a lot. And a lot of it is few, but it's funny, like, uh, like literally because these clubs want to make more money, they want to play more game. Now there's more incentive for the strength and conditioning and physio staff to step up their game and keep those players healthy so that they can play this amount of game so that these clubs can make revenue. It's funny when you think about it in that sense that, wait a second, money's fueling this whole thing. Money's (laughs) people better (laughs) because, hey, shoot, this is a new challenge. These guys want to make more money and the way they want to make more money is play more games. How are we going to keep these guys healthy? Now you just force everybody to develop. For the sake of that, that's interesting how this works. Yeah, yeah, it's it's cyclical. It's cyclical, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you have any other thoughts, opinions? Nah, just just, okay. just gonna sit down and see see how this develops, man. See see how um the the Saudi money is gonna actually change the game, and you know how much benefit they're gonna get from it. Um, if 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 they actually they're gonna follow through with um. Not follow through what result they're gonna get, not just for soccer, but in general for their country. Mm-hmm. We know it's not mm-hmm. just about soccer for them. No, Mm-mm. it's this it's, big, big thing I play here. It's about the Eastern world versus the Western world. It's about Qatar versus uh, Saudi Arabia. 
Um, it's about families fighting each other. It's it, it's the Game of Thrones, it's except we're dealing with, with football. Um, but, you know, one thing I am excited for, like you said, is I, I like, you know, turning on my TV. The other day I was at work. We were just flipping through the TV, seeing what's on. And uh, Al Hilal was on. And I was like, I'll watch. Why not? You know, it's, you know, I'd rather watch Benzema and, you know, those guys than, I don't know, Burnley versus Norwich. Mm-hmm. I ain't watching that, but give me yeah, a star or two in the middle now, of the day. I'll watch him. I watch uh, the the Neymar first game. I don't know mm. if he if he was not match fit, but I didn't like. You look like. <sighs> oh, I didn't feel like I was watching like the same Neymar. Mm. I didn't mm. feel like I was watching a different Neymar. Like, like he 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 was just not in love with football anymore. He's just after the money. That's the impression mm. I get from like the body language in that game. I was like, "Why are you passing the pass the ball? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, what is this? Yeah, and yeah. Ba- we'll barely smiling. I'm like, oh, something going on. He's did not, you see he's his not uh, right psychologically? I feel like there's there's, there's something going on. That's did actually, you? I don't know if that's true. Did you see his unveiling video of the uh, the little FIFA card in the sky with all the lights and everything? Nah, uh-uh. Oh, go back and look. Go back and look. Why and... was it like not good enough? Or oh, I thought it was really cool. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no. For you guys out there, just know that um, I just learned this a few days ago. Fox Soccer or Fox Sports bought the rights to the Saudi League. So um, if you ever mm-hmm. flip through the channel, sometimes they play the games on repeat in the middle of the day. Um, I like checking it out from time to time. Look at that. Look at that. <laughs> That's crazy, bro. But all right, man, we got to get out of here because um, the second half about to start. Games are 1-1, if you didn't know. Ah, uh, it's 1-1. All right, it's bad. 1-1. we got a second half. About to watch Arsenal versus United, so hopefully we come out with a dub. But um, thank you all for listening. Peace and love, and we'll see you all next week. All right, peace. I bet I'm going to watch this.